0: Toasties, this is your favorite paranormal podcast, Ghosted, Roasted,
1: and Toasted. I'm Ash, I'm Elena, and I'm Annabelle, where we explore, investigate, and discuss all of our ghosted adventures while sharing our specially designed
0: cocktail for the night. Come laugh and drink along with us in our misadventures. And And feel feel free to roast us along the way. way. I'm Annabelle. I'm the one who got us
1: into this shit.
0: I'm Ash. I never wanted to do this shit in the first place.
1: And I'm Elena. I love this shit. Just a quick disclaimer: we are rated R podcast. If you're uncomfortable with cursing, sexual content, and a dark sense of humor, now is your time to back out. If you are cool with that, then let's jump into today's episode. <laughs> Welcome back Toasties to our little mini episode. Tonight's drink is going to be called the Spirit Summoner. It's really easy to make. It's just green apple pucker in your choice of vodka. And if you want to get super fancy, just add some edible green glitter to the top of it.
0: So I have been doing a lot of centering lately, a lot of meditation, a lot of um, informational download on cutting, cutting cords, cutting ties, getting rid of negativity, getting rid of past trauma, centering myself, opening my chakras, and being in tune with spirit. And I will tell you that here in this area anyway some of the females that I've been connected with lately there is a huge spiritual movement if you want to call it that where um we are coming together a lot of females are coming together and we are raising each other's vibrations and just encouraging each other and it is so amazing
1: you know it's funny that you talk about that because it was something i wanted to eventually talk about on the podcast anyways but i didn't know how to introduce it you kind of just gave me the way to introduce it you're welcome i started reading this book and i wish i could tell you the name of it i have to find out i think it's something like um glamour magic or how to unlock your glamour magic it's kind of like an inspirational help book for really kind of it's witchcraft is what it is but really witchcraft ultimately is is intentions and energy energy and stuff like that but so the chapter i read yesterday was really interesting because it starts to to ask you are you a good witch or a bad witch and it gives you like okay if you if you resonate with this person and it's like the characteristic like it it talks about like the girl who always feels like she um kind of has to be forward and this is what I want I'm very vocal about it you're very pushy you're very in your face this is who I am take me or leave me then I think that was kind of indicated towards bad wish not hear me out wait wait okay. I know I see the look of I'm Look, i looking at you strange I'm looking at you strange I'm listening and the good girl was the one that like doesn't want to overstep boundaries is always very cautious about what how like offending people what people are going to think they're very like kind spirited almost doormatty right which I resonated with right Um. so then the book is like but, but wait there's more but no, what? no, it says basically stop being the good witch. What? So it talks about how society has made it more so- acceptable, right? As we're seeing now, there's more people who are coming out who practice the craft, right? Uh, but saying that we have to do it within the confines of what society tells us is okay.
0: Oh, I'm so on board with this already. Right? So on I board. was at
1: first. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's but, like, and they're like, they're, the way to test this is go find a loved one who's having a hardship with, let's say, a landlord or a lover or whatever who knows that you practice the craft, and go to them and say, would you like help with this? Most of them are going to ask, or at least be a little cautious and be like, well, are you going to use black magic? And you just leave it open and be like, I don't know yet. And watch their response. They're probably going to respond a little uncomfortable and say, no, thank you. Because they only want you around when you do things that are morally okay with them, what society or what they have said is acceptable for you to do. But reality is, witchcraft has always been about needs and wants. Right, but but so was just I don't know. It's it's very fascinating. It was a very fascinating read. Basically, it wasn't something you should be a bad person. But what it says is that we've put ourselves in a box to be accepted, and we've we've allowed society to tell us it's okay for you to practice it within these realms, within these confines. Be compound. this yes. person that I want you to be. Right. Anything outside of that is not okay.
0: Right. So I I did a group reading um, a couple weeks ago. And they were asking me very specific questions. Are you a psychic medium? If, because you're a medium, aren't you automatically a psychic? If you're a psychic, are you automatically a medium? Um. And so I just told them basically, I don't like to put labels on things mm-hmm. because I do think that people expect me to be a psychic because I am a medium. Mm-hmm. I am not a psychic medium. I am a spiritual medium, which means that I am in tune with the spiritual, Right. Um, and I like to do a lot of healing for my clients. I feel like a lot of clients that come to me, if you're typically going to a medium, you're looking for an answer, a resolution, closure, something of that effect. And so not just speaking to the departed or, you know, those people who aren't physically with us anymore, you're looking for an end result. Right. And I feel like that end result usually takes some work mm-hmm. and it's just more than a message from a past one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there was a, they were just putting a lot of labels on things, and I said, I don't like to put labels on things because I feel then that puts us in a box, right? It puts us in that bubble right? that people have expectations. Funny enough, I feel like this actually leads into what our topic is tonight.
1: Kind of, yeah. Yeah, because our we, – so we wanted to do a toe-sewed, right? We wanted yeah. to do a side-sewed. We wanted to do it's not an adventure that we had, but it's something that kind of popped into my head, especially because there, we got into this huge controversial argument with someone over Ouija boards. And I think that they're very misunderstood. I'm not saying that you should go out and just get a Ouija board and it's totally fine. But I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around it. So I decided, let's do a mini so that's not our ghost adventures, but it's the history of the Ouija board. Yeah. So that's what we did. I
0: did a lot of research today. Now, people call them Ouija boards. Spirit boards is actually more inaccurate. Ouija is is like saying um, Elmer's glue Mm -hmm. versus just glue. Right. It's just a brand. Right,
1: although some brands matter. Like there's Crayola crayons, and there's the other kind. I don't even remember. It starts with an R, I think. There, there's no they other. are not the same. There, there is no <laughs> other. What are you talking about? That's like to me, Heinz
0: ketchup. Well, with the exception of Waterburger ketchup, Hidden Valley Ranch
1: and Kraft Ranch, oh, not the totally same.
0: Totally different. Mm-hmm. Like two se- Like one came from Venus, one came from Mars. <laughs> two totally separate things. Uh, but when we're talking about
1: spirit boards. Ouija board is just a brand. Can we get one more brand? Just one more brand. Sure. Our Ashley versus every other Ashley. Not the same. No, (laughs) not the same. Our Ashley is the freaking
0: Heinz ketchup, Hidden Valley Ranch.
1: She's top shelf,
0: baby. She is top shelf.
1: She's mad at us right now because we're recording without her. She's. We're kissing your ass, obviously. We love her. We all have our moments, and right now, I think all three of us are... Okay, so let me finish what I was saying. So about the book, right? And it was talking about, like, society has put us in a box. And I think what it was, what, I think one of the most empowered things it said was, it was like, think of our typical wealthy men in this country, and, and, and they relate it to, to the craft, right? Um, but those men don't ask permission to be successful. They just take what they want, you know? True. They have a goal. That's the goal they have, and that's what they're going to do, and they're going to take what they want. And it's okay for them to do it. No one looks at a successful man and he's like, How many, how many people did he step over right. to get there? How many
0: blowjobs did he give to get there?
1: <laughs> uh, but it's kind of the same goes with the craft. If I have an idea and it's something that I want to do, why not manifest it? You know? Right. But because everyone's like, You have to do it within white light, you have to do it within, you know, good intentions and all that stuff like that. They're like that's not what the craft is about. The craft is about, I wanna heal, I'm gonna find a way to heal. I want to manifest a three bedroom house. For me and my kids to live in, and I'm going to figure out how to do that. And it's funny because there is a lot of stigma around craft, right? For example, I have a friend who's very uncomfortable that I do it. And I'm not really going to say that I do it, do it. I've really just kind of just been entrenched int- int- interested in like the intentions and stuff. But um, this person does the exact same thing. It's just he calls it and... Affirmations and intentions. Let me. Yeah, I was going to say under full moon, he writes low notes of what he wants to manifest in the new moon cycle. Same thing. And he burns under the moon. It's the same thing.
0: Wait, what are those boards that people always? Oh, I got to do my board, and it's like, it's like their goals and and their um, things that they want. A, oh gosh, what's it called? It's so different, though. It's the
1: same thing, right? It's the same. It's like, he burns sage, right? But he oh didn't my consider it witchcraft or the craft? But why?
0: Because he does it?
1: No, because he because he learned it from the Native Americans, which is not wrong, but it's it's all the same thing, right? What's your intention behind it? Was it some, what is it? What is it symbolic to you for? Right, you know, right. What the symbolism behind it. I like.
0: think witchcraft is a personal. Um, it it is a kind of connection between you and your. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, upper being whoever whoever that may be or whatever that may be universe spirit god call him it's probably all the same thing as far as i'm concerned call him whatever you want you can call him john i don't care but (laughs) for people to say
1: why do you gotta be he though
0: or she whatever he to say well the way i do it is right and the way that you do is wrong it's religion
1: Right, that's just religion
0: in a whole different form, in a whole different right. name.
1: Oh, it's 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 the um, what's it called? Uh, gatekeeping for me. Mm. It's the gatekeeping for many ways, but so the stigma, right? The stigma behind it. Yeah. the stigma behind the Ouija board. It all kind of runs together in this this episode. So, mom, do you want to give us a little little? Feed like a a little background on the Ouija board.
0: Yeah, well, so I um, looked up a a bunch of resources online. Uh, Some of this comes from SmithsonianMag.com. I had Googled it. Of course, you got to Google that shit. Of course, yeah. And so I I like the way that they kind of started the article. I'm not going to read verbatim, but they talk about, is the spirit board demonic, a family game, or just another tool that's used to talk to the departed? So the Ouija board actually started in February of 1891. That's been a minute. That's 1891. Been a long time. But let me tell you, in 1891, you could have bought a spirit board for a dollar fifty.
1: A doll. That's you know, for 1891 though, that kind of seems kind of expensive. I feel
0: like that's about like a twenty-five dollar board game.
1: Yeah, I mean, be- right? Am I
0: like equivalent?
1: You're not wrong. Who would want to spend a dollar fifty? The equivalent of probably twenty-five dollar board game. In 1881.
0: 1891. But why? I, okay, so how many? Monopoly. They're expensive. Right.
1: But let's consider what was going on in that time frame. It was very popular in
0: 1891. Yeah. Well, Ouija, actually, and spiritualism. So. Sort
1: of. Seances.
0: Seance, right. Spiritual, they called it spiritualism, seances, things like that. So the Ouija board was also kind of, this kind of tickles me because it was known as the wonderful talking board. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to sell it to the kids. <laughs> Look at this cute little
1: bear, guys. I'm well, still in like, I saw, last time I saw one, well, we saw one at Kohl's. But then before that, I saw that when I got my last Ouija board, which was like a real Ouija board, which I think is the one we left on Myrtle's Plantation, I think we got it at Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, they sell sell them at Walmart. Yeah. They sell them anywhere toys are sold, basically, or board games, Mm -hmm. or Ouija boards. Right. There may be a store or two. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure Hobby Lobby doesn't sell them, because... They're pretty Christian, yeah. Uh, But I'm sure. I mean, almost everywhere that the games are sold, right? You can. But I just think it's so funny. Like the wonderful talking board, right? (laughs) Uh, And was also advertised as the magical device that answers questions about the past, present, and future uh, with marvelous accuracy, and promised never failing amusement and creation fun for all classes. And what they meant by that was poor, middle class or rich Hmm. because only kind of the wealthier at the time were able to afford people to come in and do seances. They charge charge quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Well, you know why seances got as big as they did, right? Because people wanted to talk to the dead people. Because Mary Todd Lincoln, president Lincoln's wife was super into seances. Yeah. And they, and the seances had almost their kind of own form of Ouija board, not as sophisticated, sophisticated, but they would use tapping and they would have them wrap like on the door, like tap oh. but have them like tap uh to answer yes, no, yeah. is this your name? Et yeah. cetera. And yeah. so um I don't know if that's why Ouija board kinda came around, but that's why it was so popular because everyone everyone was so into seancing at that time.
0: And you know why um uh Mary Todd Lincoln their son had passed mm-hmm. so she would hold seances in the white house did you know that no i did not. in the white house there have been seances since lincoln was president so
1: when we decide to finally close up shop and not do ghost roast and toast anymore what we're saying is we end on the high note and we've got to go investigate the white house yes
0: <laughs> you think they let us in
1: Absolutely not. I have the top secret though. You guys don't. Oh, that's true. Oh, shh. Not supposed to I tell say I have a top secret. Oh, okay. All
0: right. So, what was so interesting, and it still is, it's a flat board with letters, numbers, yes, no, and goodbye. And then it is also accompanied by a tear shaped planchette um, that has like a little small window in it so that you can either see the letter or the yes or the no or the goodbye or whatever mm-hmm. it's trying to tell you. And so, the idea of the game originally was that two. Not one, but two or more people sit in a circle. They place their finger tips on the planchette and they ask questions and the planchette is supposed to move around and give you the answer. Don't
1: you think it's interesting that from the very beginning, it did not want more than one person touching the game?
0: I do find that interesting. That's why I was like two, not one. So it makes me wonder if in the origin and the making of this game, there was a little more to it than, quote, fing- I'm air quoting finger quotes, mm-hmm. uh, a board game.
1: Yeah. Well, so no one really knew a lot about the origin of the Ouija board. So um, a his famous, not famous, but a historian by the name of Robert Merck. Merch? Yes. Merck? I think Merck. Maybe Merck. I believe. M- it's M-U-R-C-H. Yeah. Uh, he decided to start looking into the background of the Ouija board. And what he found was super fascinating. And what, like... Down to the name of the Ouija board.
0: Yeah. Super fascinating. So we're going to get into that. Um, (laughs) One of the first producers of the Ouija board, um, one of the things they had to do was they had to obtain a patent. Oh, yeah. Now, do you understand what has to happen when you obtain a patent? So we're going to get into that in just a second. But I want to talk a little bit about Charles Kenyard of Baltimore, Maryland. He was the one who, quote-unquote, invented the Ouija board. And he had kind of pulled together a group of four other investors to start what's called the Kennard Novelty Company. And their only job, they were exclusive to make and market and produce these, quote-unquote, talking boards. None of these men were spiritual. They supposedly, right? No, they're just
1: looking for easy money.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, they were keen investors, if you will. And, um, you know, they knew, uh, something was going to make them money when they saw it kind of thing. So, (laughs) um, again, to be able to sell this game, they had to get it patented. So the four investors, they go to the patent board and they said, Hey, you know, we need to get this patented. And, uh, They thought it was going to be impossible to obtain, but they got a schedule. They got a meeting scheduled with the patent officer and he said, okay, um, I'll give you a patent, but you're going to have to prove to me that this thing actually works. It actually talks. It actually, you know, goes to the name, to, to the numbers or the letters that you're asking the question to. And so they were like, fine, we'll, we'll do that. He said, okay, it has to accurately spell my name. And it did. And supposedly none of them knew his name. Now, I assume he meant his first name. They probably knew him by... Mr. Whatever. Right. But this patent officer was very white-faced, visibly shaken, from what I understand. (laughs) A patent officer awarded them the patent for their new game slash toy or whatever, you know, but, um, but let's go to the name, right? So they had to have a name when they approached the patent office. Mm -hmm.
1: So wait, let's go back to what people, to people think Ouija stands for yes, the we oui part of french oh we oui. okay ja, got it. which is another i think a german word for yes as well okay uh so they think it's they think it's that i it might be wrong on the job ja part but i do know that they thought it was a german word i just don't remember yeah what it was. french
0: and a german word i do right. remember that in the which research it's yeah.
1: completely inaccurate
0: yeah it's not what happened so what happened was they went well we have to have a name and i think at first they were going to name it like the elijah board and they were like that's just really bad like it's just a horrible name and so they said we'll let the we'll let the board decide and so they did they asked the board what would you like to be named and it spelled out Ouija right and then they didn't know what that meant
1: nope and said well
0: they asked the board they asked the board what does that mean what does Ouija mean and it spelled out good
1: luck yeah which which to me is like Good luck what? Like, I'm good luck? Or, like, good luck, motherfucker? No! <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about it that way. <laughs> I mean, you could take good luck so It's all about tone. It's all about tone, and man. it's hard enough now to read tone and text messages, let alone back in 1891. How are you going to read tone on a board going, good luck? <laughs> Who knows? It might have resting bitch tone. <laughs> it, it might. <laughs> I know somebody
0: else that does, too. It's funny.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I don't mean to. <laughs>
0: so um, and but you you had done some research on the name as well, and it did and you had another backstory to it.
1: yeah, so what's fascinating is that one of the girls that was there with the patent were uh, when, when they asked the board his name because it was actually a woman who asked the name, not the men. Right. I, so I guess they had brought a female with them. Oh, yeah, it was the sister-in- law of mm-hmm. of um of the inventor. yep, she was the one who asked it what, what would you like to be named?" and it spelled out a Ouija, and they asked him you know whatever it was. anyways so. Looking around the room, I think they said it was a necklace, but the necklace had a picture of a girl on it. Yeah. And above the girl's name was the word Weezy. Ouija. Yeah. But when they had, like, closer looked at it later, they realized that, that it was um, it was scratched off, the D. And so it was supposed to be oh. Oida, but the D was scratched off to look like Ouija. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my question is, were they speaking to Oida? Oh, maybe it's supposed to be called the Oida board, which Maybe is worse than Elijah. <laughs> I don't mean, know. Oida board likes way more sense than Elijah board. But I wonder if they didn't know at that time they were speaking to a spirit. Because oh. I think the picture of the woman was speaking through the board. And so when they asked, what do you want to be named? Maybe she was spelling her name. Oh, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Who's Oida? Now I've got to find out who Oida is. They had a whole thing on her. And I want to say she was like... Uh, Oddly enough, a woman's right activist, which we always kind of seem to come oh, right back too, but, to. but Molly Brown. Yeah. yeah uh, oh, crazy. Yeah, so I thought that was really fascinating because, yeah. like, none of them knew. They had never they had never even noticed the name above the girl's picture before. It wasn't until, like, it was, like, that that day when they spelled out Ouija, and they were like, where where could it possibly come up with that? And then there it was in a little tiny print. That is Oida, insane. But really was supposed to be Ouija. Well, you know, these
0: investors that all went to the patent office um, with the Kennard, you know what happens when you have a very successful game, right? Money changes people, always. Yeah, and it was a money maker. This game, even at 50, a dollar fifty, a whole dollar fifty, whole dollar by eighteen ninety two. So only a year later, the Kennard Novelty Company went from one factory in Baltimore to two in Jeez. Baltimore, two in New York, two in Chicago, and one in London. Wow! In a year. Dang. And by 1893, so just the next year later, Kennard and Bond—oh, it was Bond's sister-in-law, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they were out. In three years, they were out. They said basically, money changes people.
1: Huh? Yeah. So, I, it, money I, or possession? I could not. Oh. Yeah. See,
0: I couldn't find a lot of information. About why, you know, exactly. Yeah. They just said money changes everything. Huh. So, so by that time, William Fooled, I'm going to say his last name is, he had gotten in on the ground floor of the company um, as an employee and a stockholder, and he started running the company. Now, he was not ever the inventor, quote air quotes, of the board, but in his obituary in the New York Times, it declared him to be
1: the inventor. He
0: really was not. However... However, this is when freaky shit starts to happen. (laughs) Yeah. So, Fould died in 1927. So, some, some years later. Yeah. But he owned the company for a while. But he died in a freak fall from the roof of his new factory. A factory that the Ouija board told him to build. No. Yes,
1: ma'am. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I mean, that's awful. I'm so sorry. So sorry, died, but That's but like, cool. What a great story. What the hell, right? Thank you so, for sharing. Yeah. And <laughs> in, um, in
0: 1898, with the blessing of Colonel Bowie, the majority shareholder and one of the other two remaining original investors, um, they invested in the licensing and exclusive rights to making the board. Mm-hmm. Um, what formed were... Um, from the boom of the years of uh, flu, sorry, fooled, um, and frustration from some of the men who had been in the Ouija board since the beginning, um, was that it seemed to kind of be being played out, if you will, like everybody had it, everybody's doing it. Mm. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So in 1919, Bowie actually sold the remaining business, um, in, uh, Ouija to fooled in his protege for a
1: dollar he sold it for a dollar freaking dollar do you think it's because he had too much money or because too much shit was going on i don't know man just seems like a lot of weird stuff kind of like you know but you know it's not how i would conduct business but yeah you know who knows weird right um so
0: you know in the great depression people were dying Um, They were unaliving themselves because they were losing all their money. (gasps) They were starving to death. I
1: don't know why I was so shocked, but I was shocked for a second. I don't really know why.
0: People did that, yeah. Um, And so, you know, when people start to die like that, people want to know why. Why did they pass? Why did you unalive yourself? Why, you know, did this happen to you or whatever? And so in 1944, a single, so one, New York department store, one, sold 50. 1,000 Ouija boards. Jeez. One store in New York.
1: They couldn't afford bread, but they sure as hell were going to go get their Ouija boards. Because you people want closure. They do. Well, I mean, they who, want closure. You want closure for everything. Why did you get fired? Why did that relationship not in? How did yeah. that person, like what? When? Why did that person die? Yeah. What yeah. is life after death? What is, everybody wants to know that. Right. right. I mean, I feel a majority of people. And none of these spirits answer it. It's shady. Yeah. They really don't. You ask them that question, I guess what happens? They ghost you. They <laughs> <laughs> So in 1967,
0: um, so about 25 years later, uh, the Parker brothers bought the game from the Flute fool, Fooled Company, and two million boards were sold that year, outselling Monopoly.
1: Outselling? Wow. Yeah. Not today. It couldn't be today. Uh. You think Ouija boards still outsell Monopoly today? I think I... As many different types of Monopolies there are? Here's why I think it's still such a good seller. It's on the shelves. Oh, I'm not saying it's not not making money. I'm just saying, do you think it outsells Monopoly? I don't know. I, you know, going back to that spiritual talk we were having in the beginning of the podcast, I
0: feel like now... Um, I feel like now a lot of people are having spiritual awakenings and I also feel like people who aren't maybe awake yet are wanting to know more spirituality. We've got COVID going on. We do have a lot of deaths. We were in the middle of a pandemic. And so, yeah,
1: I actually feel like, I get what you're saying. But I'd like to a, see the numbers. Let me see the numbers. There's such a bad stigma around Ouija boards that I can't imagine that they're still doing, like, they're doing, I mean, I don't think they're obviously not at their prime, but there's, one. not only do is there bad stigma around Ouija boards, but there's so many handmade ones now, too, so people have gotten super into yeah. spirituality. They're going for those handcrafted ones. That's true. I've had a lot sell on Etsy. Oh, and they're amazing. Yeah. I just, I don't like to keep them. No for personal reasons. Well, so
0: we'll we'll get into that it's the, towards the end of the podcast. But why we we make our own boards, right? right. We make our own boards, and why you put it, your energy into you it? You put your energy into it. Um. So, do you want to tell some of these strange Ouija tales that have happened
1: over the years? Yes, I do. Okay, so strange Ouija tales. Ooh, which is really fascinating stuff because it's like night back in the 1920s, which is like already an odd time. And realize the it was a hundred years ago. <gasps> oh my god. 100 years ago. Weird. We should have, you know, it would have been fine to do like a 100 year Ouija anniversary. But, so in 1920, people who were trying to solve a murder, kind of like people like are obsessed with the Zodiac Killer, you know? Yeah. And they've been for years trying to figure out who the Zodiac Killer is. There's people who just want to figure it out. People were turning to Ouija boards back then, trying to figure out who murdered this New York gambler by the name of Joseph Burton Elwell. It was kind of frustrating to the police because they'd always get these calls that were just like, so my Ouija board says- Oh my goodness. That it's John, my neighbor. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> it's always John. It's always the neighbor. John, I apologize, but also put the knife down. Right, psycho. And then in 1921, the New York Times reported that there was a woman in Chicago that was sent to like a psychiatric world world. Well, me, me too. That's called shrooms when you go to a psychic <laughs> It's a psychedelic world. Psychedelic, man. <laughs> anyway, she tried to explain to doctors that she wasn't suffering from mania. Mania. She was not crazy, mom. She wasn't crazy. The Ouija boards. That's they, what I tell
0: people too, but they don't believe me.
1: Mom, the Ouija boards told her. They told her to leave her mother's dead body and live in the living room for 15 days before she buried the baby. If night
0: you gone. use this as a goddamn excuse for killing me. I
1: just want the life insurance. I'm not gonna wait fifteen days to life insurance. This is now on the air.
0: There are now witnesses.
1: <clears throat> that I'm not gonna kill you.
0: And leave my body for fifteen days because the Ouija board tells you to? That's
1: small details. Okay, we do not need to get into the small details. Anyways, <laughs> Uh, in 1930,
0: taking you off my life insurance, and
1: <laughs> in the newspapers in 1930. 1930- <laughs> don't don't do it. And now I've just got to speed up the process. Ashley, are you in? Are you in? Yeah, we're gonna
0: throw me over so you could take a cruise.
1: Yeah, and oh,
0: can't wait, y'all. Can't. And,
1: then, and then COVID hit, so you know.
0: <laughs> so you were hoping it would naturally
1: take me out. both y'all. We might not have to do the dirty work at all. Fuck <laughs> both y'all. <laughs> Uh, anyways, in the newspapers in nineteen thirties. 1930s, uh, apparently there was um, accounts of two women in the Buffalo New York Why is it always New York?
0: Because weird people live in New York. I don't get it. Sorry if you're well, from not New York. Well, not weird, just
1: like the majority of the population is in New York, I guess. If you had
0: to live that close to other people.
1: I'm just surprised there's not more about Louisiana here, but maybe it hadn't trickled down to Louisiana yet. We were they, were, like they were they were still
0: doing they're still throw, yes throwing chicken bones throwing for voodoo chicken. yes that's how they know shit speaking the real of, way okay the, the, real, the way. real
1: way speaking of chicken bones i saw this tiktok a lot of our, like listeners might not get it and some of you may but uh it was like this tiktoker that was talking about people giving really bad witch advice oh i hate like, witch talk she's like listen don't you dare write someone's name and put it under your pillow or write someone's name and burn it over a candle or put your period blood in your spaghetti and all the... Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Whoa. Wait a minute. I'm personally offended because... (laughs) Wait. Okay, go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. go 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 the Anyways, the so the reason you don't do that is because it's a love spell, but really that love spell is an obsession spell. It's not real love. And it's you're gonna a binding it. spell, right? And that's what she was saying. But she was, uh, but she was saying. But all the people in the comments were so funny. They're like, hold up, write a the name, put it on my pillow. Got it. Check. Don't do that. Light a name on a piece of paper and burn it over a candle. Check. Don't do that period blood. You want to explain that one? Of course, she just left them in fucking red. Oh. She did not respond. Because no. they're not from Louisiana. They don't no. know. That's don't a thing. Know. It's a thing in Louisiana. Don't never eat red sauce on your, your first few dates with a girl. She's from Louisiana. Don't South. eat the red
0: sauce. That's a t- Every male from Louisiana and probably some lower Alabama. Maybe some Mississippi. Maybe some Mississippi. Oh, my cat. Isn't everything. Jinxie. Get out of it. <laughs> Every, they know, unless you want to be bound to that woman forever, you don't eat her red sauce. So they're no etouffee. Ever.
1: There are men who won't no sauce eat. There's no sauce pecan. There's no men who won't even eat red sauce while they're well into their marriage with the yeah. woman Because they're like, I might need to get out. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, anyways, so yeah. Back in 1930, going back to Buffalo, New York, over here, uh, there was... Account of two women in Buffalo who had apparently murdered another woman, and they are claiming that the Ouija board told them to do it. Sure, it did. Yeah, but can can you prove it though? Right.
0: Can you make it do it again? That's (laughs) what I want to know.
1: I got a few names, Ouija board. Right. And one of them's not Ida. If
0: you're going to tell me to kill somebody on a Ouija board. um, name <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know her. <laughs> um, if you're going to tell, you better be very specific, and I need I need how, when, where, and how to get away with it.
1: Yes, I'm just saying. Another New York favorite. People in fucking New York. New York, New York. They don't need recruiters in New York because uh. apparently. Uh, the Ouija board will tell you to join the army, according oh. to his 23-year-old gas station attendant. Oh, really? Couldn't possibly be the fact that he was just a gas station attendant at 23 that made him join the army. Nope, it was the Ouija board. The Ouija board told him to do did, it. Did he say, you need to do it my way? <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. Sorry. <laughs> oh, this is a shit episode. <laughs> this is a shit pod. Oh. shit <laughs> uh, Okay, so... And then we're gonna jump up, we're gonna jump ahead of about a decade in nineteen fifty eight and we're not in New York anymore. We're in Connecticut, so that's pretty exciting. Still East Coast. Yeah, well, you know, it's because West Coast people were over here just, you know, paving the way for Mormonism. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking LDS. Go ahead. It was a Connecticut court actually decided not to honor the Ouija board will of Mrs. Helen I'm M- sorry, what'd you say? A Ouija board will.
0: Okay, and proceed.
1: A Ouija board, like, it's like a written will, but with the Ouija board. She, she
0: fucking wrote her will on a Ouija board. With the Ouija board? I don't... Okay, I'm listening. Sorry.
1: Apparently this Miss Helen Dopec, that's a fucking name. That's a Dopec. At least it's not called the Peck board. <laughs> uh, she she only left $1,000 to two former servants and an insane, an insane amount of money to Mr. John Gale Forbes. Wait. When I mean insane, one, mind you the times. I'm okay. talking about nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah. A hundred and fifty two thousand dollars. Damn. Yep. Because apparently a bodiless spirit told her through the Ouija board that's how she should uh she should give the money.
0: I have so many questions. Like, did she know this guy? Was she fucking this guy? A thousand dollars to her servants, I feel was actually pretty generous. But i how did she have so much money? I have so many questions now about this lady.
1: You know, maybe that we'll just do an episode on her one day. Oh, we totally. But should. she might also be the same woman who went to the, the psychiatric ward. Oh, <laughs> maybe yeah. it was her mother's life insurance policy, which relatable. Oh, how funny would those be <laughs> if those things
0: are connected? Totally doing an episode on that. That would be hilarious. Well, so you know,
1: Ouija boards or spirit boards really didn't get a bad rap until two years after i was born also because people kept killing people i'm saying the ouija board told them to do it but you know that's it could have led to that um i think that they wanted to do it they just needed something to tell them we, they should do it we won't do well it's kind
0: of whole that the demon made me do it the devil told me to kill my kids no bitch you just, just crazy and you just killed your kids but okay so two years after i was born this fantastic movie came out actually it's the movie that you were most scared of as a teenager. Oh my
1: God! Is The Exorcist? It is. It's The
0: Exorcist. So in 1973, The Exorcist came out, and it literally scared the pants off of most people that ever watched it. Um, and there was a lot of like pea soup and head spinning and vomiting and supposedly based on loosely a true story. Okay,
1: but do you know that she still is in therapy because she does claim that she actually was possessed on set? Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, quite a few people. Did you know there was a serial killer? On in, in the movie, a real life serial killer. What? Yeah, it's. I think it's one of the nurses that straps her down. But not too long afterwards, he went to prison because they he had killed like three or four women. If if you could see the look on my face right now, people. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, there's so what? many dark elements to The Exorcist that are real life. That's why, like, a lot of people do think that there actually is something to it because there's so many bad things that happened on, like, on and off set. Now I feel like we should do. A toast soda on one of those.
0: Okay. So, that's crazy. I did not know. And that's insane. And now my head is spinning. The more you know. The more you know. Dun, 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 the more you know. <laughs> uh, so, basically, the impl- implication was that a 12-year-old named Reagan, um, which uh, Elena tends to put up at
1: Christmas time instead of uh, Elf on the Shelf, oh, yeah. she puts
0: Reagan I'm on the Lynch. Shelf. So, not to...
1: Her kids aren't twisted. My kids so kids were so mad. They asked one of for an Elf on the Shelf, and I just didn't want to do it. So, I got a Reagan... <laughs> <laughs> it's a stuffed Regan and she makes the little noise. She's like, I'm the devil. Like, and it's, and we would move her around the house just like you wouldn't elf the shelf. And the kids were not, they're not happy, but now it's like our thing.
0: So strange. Anyway. So Reagan supposedly was possessed by a devil or a demon. Um, after playing with the Ouija board by herself. Mm-hmm. Right. So the game said how many, two, two or more. more. Um, But she was by herself, and it changed how people saw the board, basically, after that movie. It was almost like, oh, my God, that is totally what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like Psycho. No one was afraid of the shower. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And now everybody, like, throws the shower curtain back before you get yeah, in.
1: I've and- always been afraid of the shower, though, but I think a lot more scary movies are coming out with shower scenes, so... And I hadn't seen Psycho, so I... I don't know. Maybe I'm just also I have anxiety issues, which is true. So tons,
0: yeah. But there's been tons of other shows that have featured uh, a Ouija board. Laverne, uh, I Love Lucy, uh, Lucy and Ethel. No way. Yes, hey and I freaking love Lucy, right? Um, I actually had two chickens named Lucy and Ethel. Anyway, um, and so, yeah, they did a seance, and they had a Ouija board in one of the shows. Now, I will say that I Love Lucy was actually very controversial for the times. She did a lot of things on that show that was not done in theater or in TV at the time. Huh. As a matter of fact, she was the first female to be pregnant on tv
1: oh
0: yeah and the first time they ever used the word pregnant instead of like expecting or with child now they wouldn't let them sleep in the same bed that didn't happen until the brady bunch crazy right i know the weird the weird small shit i know things you know it's just weird things that i know about tv but um anyway you know, i mean like the <laughs> small
1: things they allowed us to have like i don't know be pregnant and work at the same time
0: yeah oh because you know what they said because if they, if people saw her pregnant, then it made them think, well, how did she get pregnant? Well,
1: that was, that was, you know, it used to always be like that, though. You weren't, like, you were supposed to hide your, your belly, period. Yeah, Ijima Magini was another one that. I is... don't mean just in movies, I mean in life. In oh. general, you were supposed to hide your tummy. or Like, the women could be pregnant, but they'd have to wear looser fitting clothes until it was too, until they couldn't cover up anymore, and then they were supposed to stay in their homes. Because Seeing a pregnant woman brought the attention of sex or the fact oh, that they've had sex the love to people's front minds. So it was it was like immoral to show people that you were pregnant because then you made them think of sex. That is insane,
0: but you know what? Literally, The Exorcist it did actually like change the fabric of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, horror movies became like a real um, fascination. You know, yeah. um, cult classics that sort of thing. But because of it, Ouija people did start using the board for let's say, darker things, um, trying to manifest things that were of the devil well, or fair, of demons. A
1: Ouija board is a tool, right? And it is a we tool. We talked about this before, but, let's, right. but my point I'm trying to make here is that you can think of a screwdriver. It's a harmless little screwdriver. It's helpful when you use it the right way, but you can also stab someone in the neck and murder them with it. I was just thinking that. You're thinking about a screwdriver and stabbing someone in the neck? Yes. Is that I wrong? don't have a life insurance policy. Damn it. And if I did, you sure as fuck, I don't know it. mm well, anyway,
0: outside of the theater, um, the Ouija board was denounced by a lot of religious groups. Oh. The Catholic Church came out and said, you know, it's of Satan and, you know, it's it's of the devil and you're going to bring in manifestations of, of bad things. Just and... like Harry Potter? Oh my gosh, I was just fixing to say that. So actually, in 2001 in New Mexico, in um, Alamogordo, I think is how you say it, New Mexico, it was on a burn ban with Harry Potter Oh yes God. ma'am the look on your face right now you're like say it again i'm um, gonna say it again a ouija board wow. harry potter and snow white snow White. you know explain yourself uh apparently she was a hoe i no, don't know no way i don't know i don't know why they didn't really Maybe say. because there's magic in it i think anything to do with magic yeah yeah people are like no way but like cinderella had fucking talking rats and Turned into pumpkins and whatever, and that's not
1: Snow White was the very, first princess. Maybe Cinderella wasn't out yet.
0: No, this was in two thousand and one. Oh,
1: two thousand one. Oh, the, yeah, because Harry Potter was out. This I was twenty. Potter this be was out before Snow White. Anyway, only
0: twenty one years ago. Huh. Strange. I do remember
1: the Harry Potter movement of like, no Harry Potter, burn it. You know. Yeah, God, these people are so crazy.
0: So a lot of crazy Christian religions out there were you know, saying that Ouija boards are bad and you can't communicate with spirits without it being demons. And, you know, the Catholic Church called it far from harmless, quote, unquote. Uh, recently, as recently as 2011.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't exaggerate on the far from harmless. I do think that you can you can use this board in a way that is harmful.
0: Oh, absolutely. And we will talk about that in part two, for real. Um. So, but, you know, Ouija boards, people can say what they want to say about them. Um. Some people collect them because... You know, it, like games. They collect games right. and whatnot, and um some of them are actually very beautiful. They've had a lot of cool designs over the years. I have one that is pretty uh neat, and um I will tell the story on that. And then um, I have
1: an angel board, which is like Ouija board, but there's a protection spell t- on the back of it and an angel in the front.
0: Yes, it's but and right it, no-
1: it it needs to be bound because that <laughs>
0: that fucking spell didn't work. Right? No, it didn't. I
1: gotta find your board. I don't know what I did with it. It's missing. It may be missing in this house. I wonder if it's in the attic. Stop. Okay, so listen. Uh Listen. Listen, Lindas. Listen. So, I, Mom sets up her new little booth at Enchantments because Mom is now a hired medium at this place called Enchantments. And And I do group readings, by the way. So, if anybody wants a group reading in the Idaho area, let me know. Yeah. So, she sets it all up. I'm looking at it. It's beautiful. Everything looks great. I'm pretty detail-oriented. And I notice everything is like center. The feng shui is great, et cetera. I walk out and I come back in and her tarot cards, which are, it's almost like a like like you a, slide them out, right? There, it's a box in a box, right? And so it's kind of slid open, and I'm like, that's kind of odd. And I go to fix it, and I stop, and I'm like, Mom, were your tarot cards open before? And she's like, No. So I close them. I start to walk back and look again, it's slightly open again. You can see it yeah. slowly opening I up again. Watched it open. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, she's like, huh interesting so then last night she sent us a picture of like i wouldn't say a crawl space it's, it's, attic, it's access. attic access but right. it's not there it is. doesn't drop downstairs. it's tiny right you'd have to get your own ladder and you have to shimmy into it and you have to like not eat burgers and ice cream yeah you'd have to weigh like 130 pounds yeah it's pretty small anyway so she texts more in a picture of it she's like did you open this because it's open like six inches and it just looks like it's heavy board it's heavy board and it
0: sits on a lip that's about an inch and a half high so you have to it would have had to have been popped up pumped. about an inch
1: and a half and scooted over. And you can tell it hasn't moved since they've repainted this house. Yeah. Because the paint was like, you know, when, when you pull something off the paint, it kind of like pulls, you know? So yeah. it was it's, it's textured yeah. is the best way yes. to put it. That's a good word. So she texts Warren. She's like, did you open this? And Warren goes, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. And so she tells him, she's like, can you just make sure there's no one up there? And he's like, nope, just get your gun. I'm like, <laughs> get the gun! I'm like, What? I don't even know where my gun is right now either so not freaking out. Things have been happening in this house like my brother unfortunately we're going through a lot of stuff. We just got over covid but our brother was my brother, not your your son, my, my brother. brother. Yeah. Um he unfortunately is not having the best recovery and it affected other areas that just kind of trickled into this massive. Anyways, the point being, he is in the hospital and he usually stays downstairs. Yep, and he is always gaming on his Xbox. And everything was turned off because he spent Christmas Eve upstairs with me and the kids. And then into Christmas, he didn't even go back downstairs. No, he went straight to ICU on Christmas Day, poor thing. The day after he left... No, it was the day of. No, no it was the day after. It was two days. Two days after. Two days later. Mom's sitting upstairs. He's still in the hospital. He's not responsive at this point. So there is no Cody at the moment. Yeah. Um, anyway, so in his gaming system, his Xbox and his TV turns on and starts playing games... And then this, and then her, she has witches bells, which you don't know what witches bells are. It's kind of like a string of bells that you put up in every doorway, and if a spirit walks through, it's supposed to jingle the bells. Those started going off. Yeah, they've never went off in this house before. Yeah, so odd things are happening, and to be fair, we haven't touched the Ouija board in a long time, so it ain't that. It doesn't have
0: to do with the Ouija board. We've been doing so much spiritual activity, plus I do think that the bells are very thin right now. And we're just conduits for energy. Yeah. Um, as long as nothing bad is around and we've saged and palisaded this house so many times, I can't see how anything (laughs) could
1: be in here. That's why it's in the attic. Oh, maybe.
0: Anyway, creepy. So let me tell my Ouija story real quick and we're going to end. Um, this is part one guys. So we're going to have a part two on the Ouija, uh, and spirit boards and, and our beliefs on how you do things. But so let me end it with this. I, I was in Houston. This is when I lived in Houston And I was, um, I had owned, I was working at my regular job, but I also owned a bar at the time and it was around Halloween and I was going to do some medium reading and I wanted a crystal ball and I couldn't find one. I didn't want a cheesy one, like a party city, you know, BS one, right. I wanted a real one. And so I told my boss, Hey, I'm looking for a crystal ball. We were going to lunch together. And he said, well, there's this, uh, kind of metaphysical, you know, store that has like a bunch of weird stuff like that. If you want to stop on the way back from lunch, um, we can stop there. And I was like, yeah, cool. So we go in and unfortunately I don't remember the name. I think it was called. Aud- oh my gosh. I remember
1: the story. Aud- it's
0: crazy. It was called odds and oddities or something like that. And it was, It's pretty call-
1: famous, wasn't it? Yeah. It
0: was over 200 years old. And, and it was, it's what we call in the loop, um, in Houston. And so anyway, we go in and, and it's, it's truly an old house. It's like a 200 year old house. Mm-hmm. And it was still kind of laid out like a house. Like they didn't tear down a lot of walls. So there was like, you walk in as if, like, this had been a really big living room, and they had, like, you know, trinkets and things like that. And then one room off to the side, and it had, like, a bunch of weird baby dolls in it, which was kind of creepy. And then they had another room that had, like, a, and I am not even exaggerating, like, an 11-foot st- statue, a baby, 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 ba- boo- why can I you not okay? say his name? Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I can never say his name. Um, maybe because I don't want to. Anyway, so this room was completely very satanic type of stuff. Next room you go into Boba Fett is not satanic. Okay, what's the statue of the the goat man demon thing? Boba Fett is from Star Wars. Okay, that's not I'm talking about. I
1: was <laughs> <laughs> like, when you're like, maybe I don't want to. That's like, not I'm talking about. What are they calling?
0: I am not. Um, I am not keen on. Let's see, Bartholomew? No,
1: Bartholomew.
0: No. That's a that's a normal name. Um, What do they call the big goat statue of the devil? Befamet. Bephamet. Oh, don't say it. I know what you're trying to say. You know, yeah, I can't, Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not a thing. So, anyway, so they have, uh, not kidding, a child mummy in a coffin.
1: Yeah. Why would someone want that? I
0: don't know. And then they had this whole room full of, um, like, taxidermy things, but, like, elephants and giraffes, like, Mm -hmm. big, big, big stuff. So anyway, it was kind of interesting, but kind of weird, right? We well, leave. It's kind of odd. It, it odds and oddities. They're not lying. So we go back to work, and I, I'm in my desk. About ten minutes later, my boss literally like starts screaming from his office, and he's like. What did you do? What did you do? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're bad luck. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And he goes, it's on fire. I'm like, what's on fire? He said, the store that we just left, the odd store. And I'm like, what? So I get online and sure enough, we must have literally been walking out of the store when this guy was walking up. Mm. And honestly, I do think I remember seeing him. Yeah. So he walks in the store he had a jacket on and had hidden two like small gas containers, threw the gasoline into the main area and set it on fire. Oh my god!
1: There are people
0: jumping out the window. This place went up quick.
1: Yeah, I bet it did. Yeah, and especially mummies—they're flammable shit, right? And so
0: you know, a lot of paper products like it, taxidermy, taxidermy stuff. And so people were jumping out of the windows trying to get out. It was insane. And so I'm like, oh, my God. So I had actually bought a Ouija board because I didn't find my, my my magic ball, my crystal ball. But I did find a cool Ouija board. And I'm like, it's round. It's black and white. And it's just different looking. I was like, oh, I want that. And then I bought a shirt that looks like a Ouija board. Oh, my god! But it had, like, their name spelled on it instead of, you know, the regular stuff. And I'm like, O M G. How crazy. So, funny story. They built it back. Did they? Same thing happened again.
1: (gasps) Again? The same guy?
0: No, he's in jail. Different person.
1: Guys, let it go. Yeah, and
0: he walked in there, of course, screaming, it's for God, or whatever, you know, like.
1: Of course it was, yeah. (sighs) I'm going to kill people in God's name. Yeah, craziness. Anyway, so that's my
0: crazy, uh, yeah. I
1: don't really have crazy news. That's the last one I bought. Like physically bought I mean, we've had, I mean we've had experiences where i'm like nope don't like that but like nothing that crazy that was insane we're not doing ouija board a whole great uh we're not doing great for ouija board right now
0: well this is part one part right. two Part we're, two we're gonna get into we're even talking about the stigma hopefully we break the stigma right part two we're gonna get into even more of the history of not just this spirit board but there did you know that it goes even further back and i am talking that's
1: like like ancient china right yes ancient yeah. china
0: um, and also, um, uh, oh my gosh, I wanted to just slip my brain, but even further back than that, Oh, Egyptian. Ooh. So yes, I found all kinds of crazy information about how us wanting to connect to spirit goes way back. Oh yeah. Um, and so, and then we'll talk about us and how we do and how we operate because some people are very anti Ouija, and look if if you want to continue to be that way after you listen to this podcast, fi- that is fine.
1: We there's a no judgment zone here. We are not encouraging you to go on messed with Ouija boards. We're just trying to help you guys understand why we use them as a tool. Correct. And if a Ouija board makes you uncomfortable, absolutely do not use it because you do not want to put uncomfortable, anxious, nervous energy on these boards. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And then we'll tell you how to protect yourself. We'll we'll you know we'll show you how we do and what we do and why we do and. And those sort of things. So,
1: yeah, guys, that's uh, that's part one. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have a bigger episode in between this episode, and then we're going to have another many episodes. We're going to try to do these more often because it's kind of fun to break it up. And also, it's really hard to travel right now given that it's snow, winter, COVID. Thank you for another variant. We've got another one coming in. Oh, no. <sighs> Anyways, so that's it. Um, thanks, Josie's, and uh, we hope you enjoyed. It's supposed to be a small episode, and looks like it was not again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Guys, stay safe. Connect to spirit, center yourself, Mm. and meditate. Also, uh,
0: have lots of vitamin C. Lots of vitamin C. And D. And D, yes. Yeah. Get the D. Get the D.
1: Get the D. All right, bye. All right, guys, it's Elena, and that just about wraps up our last episode. Make sure that you check out our Facebook group where we post videos, outtakes, and paranormal photos. And that, my friends, was a solid three-star
0: shit show. Cheers cheers to to that. that.